Chapter Eleven of Book Three of Les Misérables, Volume Two by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruth Golding. Les Misérables by Victor Hugo. Translated by Isabel Florence Hapgood. Book Third, Accomplishment of the Promise Made to the Dead Woman, Chapter Eleven, Number Nine Four Three Zero reappears, and Cosette wins it in the lottery. Jean Valjean was not dead. When he fell into the sea, or rather when he threw himself into it, he was not ironed as we have seen. He swam under water until he reached a vessel at anchor, to which a boat was moored. He found means of hiding himself in this boat until night. At night he swam off again and reached the shore a little way from Cape Brun. There, as he did not lack money, he procured clothing. A small country house in the neighbourhood of Balagier was at that time the dressing-room of escaped convicts, a lucrative specialty. Then Jean Valjean, like all the sorry fugitives who are seeking to evade the vigilance of the law and social fatality, pursued an obscure and undulating itinerary. He found his first refuge at Prado, near Bossé. Then he directed his course towards Grand Villard, near Briançon, in the Hautes-Alpes. It was a fumbling and uneasy flight a mole's track whose branchings are untraceable. Later on some trace of his passage into Ain in the territory of Sivria was discovered. In the Pyrenees, at Acon, at the spot called Grange de Doumec, near the market of Chavailles, and in the environs of Perigueux at Bruny, canton of La Chapelle Gonaguet. He reached Paris. We have just seen him at Montfermeil. His first care on arriving in Paris had been to buy mourning clothes for a little girl of from seven to eight years of age, then to procure a lodging. That done, he had betaken himself to Montfermeil. It will be remembered that already, during his preceding escape, he had made a mysterious trip thither or somewhere in that neighbourhood, of which the law had gathered an inkling. However, he was thought to be dead, and this still further increased the obscurity which had gathered about him. At Paris one of the journals which chronicled the fact fell into his hands. He felt reassured and almost at peace, as though he had really been dead. On the evening of the day when Jean Valjean rescued Cosette from the claws of the Thenardier, he returned to Paris. He re-entered it at nightfall with the child, by way of the Barrier Monceau. There he entered a cabriolet, which took him to the esplanade of the Observatoire. There he got out, paid the coachman, took Cosette by the hand, and together they directed their steps through the darkness through the deserted streets which adjoin the Oursine and the Glacière, towards the boulevard de l'Hôpital. 
the day had been strange and filled with emotions for Cosette. They had eaten some bread and cheese purchased in isolated taverns behind hedges. They had changed carriages frequently. They had travelled short distances on foot. She made no complaint, but she was weary, and Jean Valjean perceived it by the way she dragged more and more on his hand as she walked. He took her on his back. Cosette, without letting go of Catherine, laid her head on Jean Valjean's shoulder, and there fell asleep. End of Book Third, Chapter Eleven, and End of Book Third. Recording by Ruth Golding.